In today's show, we're looking back at the action from Monday in the NBA. Michael Bolton? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Here we are, eight games on Monday, first week of the fantasy playoffs, last week of the regular season, whatever it is, whatever flavor you are in your league, wherever you're sitting. Let's talk about the games. Let's talk about the news. Let's talk about everything. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) Draymond Green is back, apparently, on Monday. One week away, Draymond's return. So that is good news. So if you, like me, have a bye this week in your fantasy playoffs, I went and actually, I went and placed a claim on Draymond before this. And hey, let's see how it goes. Hopefully I get him. That's what I'd be doing. Now, of course, if you are in the playoffs, holding a zero for this week is tough unless you just know you're going to get that victory. But go and grab him. It will be rough. There'll probably be some some issues and it's got to make sense in your team. But you don't have to worry about Draymond in terms of, you know, you're going to have him and oh, what, what's he going to score? That's not the point with Draymond Green. It's about the other things. And there is going to be some interest there. So use it based on your specific situation, your circumstances as to whether it makes sense to have Draymond on your team, but the return is coming. The Thunder players are all still out. Isaiah Roby is questionable though, but Dort and Williams and Jerome and Mascala and Favors and all those guys are still out. We might get more value for Roby. How the Roby, Pokushevsky, um, Wiggins minutes all shake out, we don't really know just yet, or even Olivier Saar. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to play that sound, really. Uh, so look how that all plays out, we don't know. But the Roby one, the, the question mark there, I think he is worth a 12-team league hold, and we'll see where it goes. Bob Covington's out tomorrow for personal reasons. That should boost guys like BJ Boston with a little few extra minutes, um, a little bit more for Batum, although they don't want to push him, irrespective of Covington. Helps Morris, helps Mann, helps Coffey, helps all those guys. Helps Hartenstein and Zubats as well, because there's no small ball Covington minutes at center. And for Phoenix, Cam Johnson and Devin Booker remain out. So your streaming of Landry Shamit's potential, your value of campaign remains sky high, your Jay Crowder remains pretty high there as well with all of those guys still out for tomorrow. Let's take a look at the top ads in fantasy over the last 24 hours. Top drops as well, we'll get to. Top ads number one was Emmanuel Quickly. He has been playing well. We'll talk about his performance in the Knicks game today, later on when we get to that game. But he's been a solid enough option to add. John Kaminga, I guess that's just for today's action because of the um, all of the rests for the Warriors. It is going to be hard for him to be must-roster moving forward. But with three games in four nights, if you added him, you hold. Uh, Alec Burks, it yeah, made sense as well. Bruce Brown, yes, until Ben Simmons comes back, I think Bruce Brown is a 12-team league guy and then think it's going to be a pretty big drop-off. Trenton Watford and Drew Eubanks up 14 and 12%. Watford, that's three good games in a row for him. 
I think it's worth holding on to him. Eubanks is still fringy, but that's where they both are. Hunter at up 11%. I like it in points leagues more than category leagues. I'm not enamored with him in, in category leagues. Vanderbilt up 11. I think it actually should be down the other way. I think he should be dropping Jared Vanderbilt. Chetty Osman up 10. Um, Levert is out tomorrow. Should have mentioned that, along with Jared Allen. So that is going to help Osman. He is very fickle. He is very up and down. I'd prefer Love and Markinen if they are available over Osman, but he becomes the next option after those guys. And maybe you take that flyer there. And that, that's totally fine. And Malik Monk up 9%. Yep, that is a completely sane move. He's absolutely a 12-team league player. And we saw that in today's action. In terms of the top drops, the players who were dropped in the most spots, that's what that means. These ones are all pretty self-explanatory. That's the word. Hal Neto down 16%. Now, I don't even know if Hal Neto is going to play tomorrow with his sprained ankle. I would grab Ish Smith just in case. But Neto is a fringe player anyway, so drop him if you need. Dan Gafford, bye-bye. Malachi Flynn, see you later. O'Shea Brissett, yes, not a category league player. Drop him in all 12-team formats that are category leagues, sorry. Drop him in category leagues. Uh, points leagues, you can maybe hold, but it's not looking great. Uh, Derek White, down 10%. Yep, he is a drop. No problem with that. Brandon Clark, down 9 I get that. His recent production's been bad. The minutes are still encouraging. I, I'm not sure that he's a must-hold player. Precious Achua, yes, easy drop. Trey Mann, yes, he's not a 12-team league player, I don't think. He's fine if you want to hold for some scoring, but there's just too much bullshit with him. Too much up and down, too much inconsistency, too much lack of production in anything that's not points. Paddy Mills down seven. Well, I am actually shocked he was rostered in enough leagues to keep dropping by that much. See you later. And DeAnthony Melton down 7%. Yeah, look, I just don't really see it for him as a must-roster guy. Brooksy won't play on Tuesday, Dylan Brooks, but his comeback is coming soon. So I think Melton, yeah, he's fine to hold Melton. I'd be much happier dropping Mills or Trey Mann over Melton, but I wouldn't say that Melton is going to be 100% a must guy uh, for the rest of the way. But again, we don't know exactly when Brooks is coming back, although I do think it's going to be coming pretty soon. Speaking of coming pretty soon, the NBA playoffs are just around the corner, as is March Madness, and BetOnline has everything you need from the latest odds, totals, and player performance props. BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. There's hockey, there's boxing, there's UFC as well. All of those odds at BetOnline.net. So head to that website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's do recap, should we? First game. The Atlanta Hawks and the Detroit Pistons. I'll just say it now. This is shit house from Atlanta. It's really bad. Detroit is playing better. They are playing at a much higher level. And we'll talk about them in a second. But Atlanta started out shit house, had a bit of a resurgence, and they're bad again. Nate McMillan is is coaching like he was in Indiana, not well. Not the same well that he not the same way that he coached at the end of last season. Things just aren't right there, are they? They are not a team that you know, got to the they got to the conference finals, but they're not a real conference final team as such. I know that sounds um, condescending, but they weren't a team. And I, when we did the season preview on the Hawks at the start of the year, like I said, they could get better and not make the conference finals. But in fact, they've gotten worse, and they're not going to make the conference finals. I feel pretty confident with that. But Bogdan Bogdanovic played 39 minutes. That's before fouling out before overtime. That's a lot of minutes for Bogdan. 22, five and six with two blocks. There was no Kevin Herter, fan of pants. He was out of this game. Bogdanovich is playing at a super high level, 42 fantasy points. Capella got 33 minutes. It's encouraging. But 9 and 12 in 33 minutes with two blocks is nowhere near Pete Clint Capella. I think Clint, Pete, try again, Pete Clint Capella 
I think it's done. I don't actually think it's ever coming back. Just too many, um, too many ankle and Achilles issues that seem to have added up. He's older. I just, I don't think it's coming back. Still hold him, but it's not coming back. Johnny Collins, the Baptist, played 32. He had 17 and 11. While DeAndre Hunter scored 15, but in true DeAndre Hunter style, he had two rebounds and one assist. On a good side of things, he had a steal and a block, but I just don't think that he's a 12-team league player. The Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! He um, went back to the bench and had 14 in 21. He's a drop now. Well, Trey Young, this is just a disgustingly bad shooting night for Trey. 14, 4, and 12 looks good on the surface, but 2 of 4 from the line for Trey Young? 25% shooting on 20 attempts? That just murders both of those categories. It kills you. Dylan Wright got extra minutes because Herder was out and then because Bogdanovich fouled out. He played 27. Don't overreact to that. For the Pistons, I'll tell you why they're playing well. Because Cade Cunningham is really, really good. And while he probably won't win Rookie of the Year, I think when it all comes down to it, I'll end up voting him number two. But it feels clear to me that he is the number one player in this draft class and will be the best player in this draft class. It was a shaky start. But what he does... Evan Mobley is great. I really like what Evan Mobley does. Scotty Barnes can be a solid player. Maybe even a good player. Maybe even a great player. Obi. My, my guy, are you all right? Now, where was I Yeah, before Obi interrupted? I was talking about Cade Cunningham and, and how good he looks. I think third round is going to be real for him next year. He had 28, 6, and 10. A steal and a block. He's establishing himself as the number one man on this team. And that's great. It's also helping Jeremy Grant, who had 23 points. Now, he's an anemic rebounder. Four of them. <laughs> no defensive stats. He hit three threes, but his efficiency's going up. And we also got a big game from none other than Marvin Bagley. 36 minutes for Bagley. 19 and 10. That's great. Two steals and a block. Actually really good. 56% shooting. Fantastic. Why did he play this much? Because Isaiah Stewart went out. The flame and Galar hurt his knee. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Yeah. Um, we don't know exactly you know, what, what the, the status of Stewart's knee injury is. Um, it didn't sound great when Cade Cunningham was talking about him after the game. They're like, oh, we love what Isaiah's done. He's going to be a big part of things for us in the future. It's like, is he done for the year? Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? That was a little bit... Um, that was a little bit confusing or a little bit concerning, I guess is probably a better way of putting it with his um, injury. Stewart lasted 10 minutes, didn't score. Isaiah Stewart's... I'll get back to Bagley in a second. Isaiah Stewart's upside isn't high enough to hold through in any injury uncertainty. So you can jack him all the way up. Get that garbage out of here! As for Bagley, do it. Take a flyer. Especially in a points league, do it. The fact that he played 36 and Olenek played 17... Tells you the direction you want to go. You could consider going the direction of Isaiah Livers, who played 25 minutes, had nine points, all threes, had three steals. But the minutes and the production of Bagley is more interesting to me. I don't think they're going to play Livers at center very much. Maybe a little bit. And there is some value. I think Livers can be an interesting NBA player. But Bagley, to me, is the guy that we want here. The Killian Hayes, sorry kids, the Killian Hayes fuckadoo with his minutes continues. I don't know what fuckadoo means, but it just seems like it fits. 31 minutes here, cool. 
He played, what, 17 the game before? Ah, they won. That's cool. 13, 4, and 6. Big game from Killian. Really good. I don't trust it for a fucking second. I can't trust his minutes. He'll play 30, then 27, and then 12, then 18. It's all over the shop. If I get to a desperation situation where I need assists, then sure, I'll, I'll plug him in. But I'm not going to rely upon that. I'd love to see it. I just don't think it's going to happen you know, consistently. The depressed penis struggled. Sadiq Bay nine points on 11 shots. Actually, Livers played over him down the stretch, which was interesting. I don't think you need to panic there on Sadiq. While Corey Joseph had four points in 22 minutes. And actually, that's probably an improvement on his usual production. But don't worry, he still gets the minutes. And that is what is obviously the most important thing for this Detroit Pistons team. Let's go on to the Bulls, who have now lost five in a row. Uh, it's not good. Uh, the Sixers win it 121-106. DeRozan had 23-11-8 on the surface. It's great. The fact that there's no threes, no steals, no blocks, and he shot 35% from the field is disappointing. It's great from the line, though, 11 of 12. But when I talked about this a week ago, two weeks ago, about DeMar DeRozan being a sell high, it's because I said he will not continue to be a 35% or 35-point-per-game, 58% shooter. There was bound to be a drop-off, and that is what we're seeing right now. Still good, but nowhere near that level. Still good, though. Levine, 24-8-5, strong, but weirdly bad from the line. Well, Derek Jones Jr. filled it up defensively. Two steals and three blocks. I wouldn't worry too much about that line. There was no... Um, oh, what's his uh, What's his name, Perk? It's Bosa. It's Big Bosa. Bosa's him. Bosa, bitch. Thanks for clearing that up. Nikola Vucevic was out of this game with hamstring tightness. Um, Billy Donovan doesn't think that it's particularly serious, which is encouraging because nobody wants to rely upon Tristan Thompson, who had 13 and 9 in 29 minutes. Just a quick reminder, Tristan Thompson has not been a 12-team league fantasy guy for years, even in 30 minutes a night. So do not, do not repeat, do not add Tristan Thompson, even if Vooch misses more time. Kobe White had 19 points. He's a good point streamer, good three streamer. That's what he does. Doesn't do much more than that. While Ayo Desunmu, uh, Dasunmu, sorry, had 11, 3, and 4 with two steals. Like, totally okay, totally fine, totally passable. I think it'll disappear later on, but for now, we keep rolling. Well, Javante Green, you don't need to have him in a 12-team league. He did play 36 minutes, though, in this game, starting in place of Vooch. For the Sixers, Embiid was amazing. 43 and 14 with two steals and three blocks. He said he twisted his ankle a couple of times, so obviously we want to watch out, but 37 minutes, sorry, 36 minutes, pretty good. Jimmy Harden, just the 16 points, but 8 rebounds and 14 assists. Wasn't as, as efficient. And then Tyrese Maxey. We talked about this on the buy low, sell high show. And he was really poor to start this game. Couldn't hit a shot. He rescued the line towards the end. But I think overall, this line, 17-1-4 with one steal on 46% shooting. That's a reasonable expectation as an average moving forward for Maxey. Not 24 points on 65% shooting. Not what he was putting up to begin this game, which was like 10 points on 20% shooting. This is realistic. 46% shooting, 40% from three, 50% from two, one steal. Like that's, this is realistic for Maxi. Not the top 25 player, but a guy that's going to be around the 70-75 mark. That, this is fine. I don't know what we do with the thick hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Is he even a thick hogsman anymore? Or is he out there, you know, is he out there wielding a broomstick? Which one is it? He's struggling a lot. I personally will hold on to Tobias Harris. The minutes are still there, 37 of them. 8-3-3 three, and three is piss poor. A triple zero, no threes. 40% shooting, missed his only free throw. He is in a slump. And if you were like, I desperately need something, I'm in a 10-team league and I need to drop to stream in, 
go go for it. Not a problem at all. In a 12-teamer, I would probably hold. But if you made the decision to cut based on what we've seen here, based on the slump, based on the lack of confidence, I don't think it's the incorrect decision. It's just not one that I would make. Not great. Thibault did something different. 28 minutes for 12 points on 80%. That's sick. But then you see that he had one rebound, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. And if Matisse Thibault is not getting me defensive stats, I don't know why I've got him. He will usually do that, and that makes sense for certain teams and for certain builds and all that sort of stuff. But giving me 12 points on 80%, how does that help? It doesn't. Georgie Niang had 14 points in 19 minutes with four threes. Good, good for him. He's established himself with a role there ahead of Furkan Korkmaz, who went from starting to out of the rotation. That's why it made no sense to start him, really. But he was putrid in that start anyway, and now uh, he's back out of the rotation. So uh, I guess I guess good for him. I don't know. I don't know if good for him is the right word. The next game. The Rockets and the Heat, they kept it close. Houston did to start off, but Miami pulled away in the end, 106-123. Houston was, out, was without Eric Gordon resting. Dennis Schroeder with his ankle problem. And then the crucifix, Christian Wood, he was sick before the game. Non-COVID illness. So the delicate dancer Alperen Sengun started. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Unfortunately, he couldn't hit free throws, going just three of six. 13 and eight, three assists and a block is fine. But again, I just do not recommend him as a 12-team hold. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. We're going to make tough calls at this point of the year. Jay Sean Tate looks like he'll continue to start. But is a bloke that might be the 125th best player, who might play 28 minutes, who might play less than that, is it really worth holding? There was that one, man, that one stretch where he was like a top five player for a week. And that's fine. But there's just, he's just not pushing anything higher. He's just not getting any real spark going here. And streaming through has more value probably than holding on to Tate. KJ Martin. Wow, there we go. Remember all year on the waiver Wire shows, I've been saying, yeah, watch these players. Upside grabs. Josh Christopher and KJ Martin. Well, this is why. KJ had 14 and 4 with three steals and a block. Christopher had 16, 3 and 3 with one steal and two blocks. That's all well and good. I don't trust them to have this role every night. In fact, they won't because Christopher played 29 minutes because Gordon and Schroeder and then Wood were out. But it's worth keeping in mind that when the minutes open up, these are the blokes to grab. We saw my mandation Knicks step up as well. Seven points in 23 minutes with four assists. Absolutely a dynasty grab. Like his upside there. And KPJ had 22 points. Had one assist only cousin Kev and played 29 minutes because guess what? You're going to be shocked. Sit down. Sit down because he sprained his ankle. He did play through it, but at least it wasn't a bruised thigh, I guess. But he played through it. We'll see what happens. Jalen Green scored 20 with not much else, but he's playing pretty well. Uh, Gary Bird had zero points. You do not have to have Gary Bird in a 12-team man league. I don't know why I said 12-team man league. Anyway, for the Miami Heat, let's start with the news that Victor Oladipo returned. He played 15 minutes. He had 11 points with four assists and two threes, and it's a really, really good, good return. He was great out there. The four assists are nice. The 11 points are nice. He shot 57%, which, of course, much like when Markel Fultz returned, is not real to expect rest of the season. And interestingly, at the end of the game, Eric Spolster said, um, he's not on a ramp up. I'm just happy with playing him 15 minutes. So to me, to me, that indicates that this is like Oladipo's role as a maybe 15 to 20 minute a night bench guard, which is what we've talked about literally every time someone's brought his name up to me and said, yeah, okay. Where does he get the minutes? Ahead of Hero, Lowry, Robinson? Like, probably not. 
I would not bother. This is encouraging. He's not going to go, well, if he played 30, it would be 22 points and eight assists, but that's just not realistic. I don't believe. I would not bother with Victor Oladipo. Speaking of returning to action, Kyle Lowry did and had zero points in 32 minutes, which is obviously one of the biggest farts that you could take in the mouth. Like that is, that's a real stinker. Hold him. Interestingly, with Oladipo back, Gabe Vincent out of the rotation. So Jack Armstrong, see you later. Get that garbage out of here! Max Struess out of the rotation. It was Caleb Martin who stayed in and played 21, had five, four, and four. Duncan Robinson had 13 points with three threes. Cool, good for him. I guess you need threes. You can stream him in, but that's about it. Well, Adebayo had 18 and 10. And we talked about Jim Butler, how the efficiency was just in the toilet completely. Well, he shot 64%, which is great. 21, 7 and 4, a good bounce back. And if you want to talk sell highs, I know trade deadlines are over in a lot of leagues. Tyler Hero is one of the ones out there. Another huge efficiency night. Now, he has probably got a two-week stretch of shooting 40% in him coming up. But he was at 67% here, 31 points with six triples, putting up some gigantic numbers. Not much apart from scoring. And that's why I worry that if the shooting falls, what else is he bringing? Nothing is the answer. So that is going to create a problem. I think long-term when we, when we, if you, you've, it's great now, but there is a real sell high quality to what he is bringing, I think. Well, no, I think I, I know. I don't know, actually, because I can't see the future. I wish I could. Anyway, let's look at Portland. They went down to Minnesota, 124-81. The Blazers' results since the All-Star break have been, from a competitive standpoint, fucking embarrassing. But from in terms of we are tearing this shit down and we are trying to get a good pick, it makes a lot of sense. Anthony Simons set this one out. They started Brandon Williams. And I know there is a lot of Dutch ruttering going on about Brandon Williams, and I get it. He was great. 27-8-2, four steals and a block. That is a gigantic performance. He also got to the line somehow 16 times. Only hit those free throws at 69%. Giggity. But he got there. He also took 18 shots and shot 39%. He is not an efficient shooter. The defensive stats are a nice bonus, but your point guard got two assists here because Simons was out. This does not indicate to me that you need to go and run to grab Brandon Williams. Simons and Winslow, there is... I think they're going to return. I guess if you hear that Simons is getting ruled out for the season, then yes, we do add Brandon Williams, but I wouldn't do it just now. But this was great. Trenton Watford, 30 minutes, 11, 7, and 3. That's 12-teamy. That is 12-teamy. Well, Drew Eubanks really struggled with Townsie, had two points on 17% in 29 minutes, but again, still a back-end 12-er. Josh the Hitman Hart, man, he is... Oh, what's the word? Shithouse? Nah, he's not shithouse. He's just struggling in a really, really big way. The intensity's not there. He cannot hit shots. Um, he just doesn't look right. I wouldn't say that he's a drop, but it's, it's getting there, isn't it? It's really getting there because he just... Look, he's going to have random rest days. He shot, what, six points on 17%. Five rebounds and four assists, still nice. I am still going to hold, but that that's really rough. And especially if they're going to get smashed every game, the minutes aren't going to be there. Keon Johnson was impressive also in terms of 14 and 7, but 21% shooting is dreadful, and he's not going to have these opportunities every night. It's just hard to really read into that. Same with the Wolves, because they were without Russell Enderwoods, and they just kicked the ass of their opponent. Nazareth Reed played 21. He had 18 and 11. We know that Reed can be a useful player when the opportunity's there. It's just not there often enough. Well, Towns only needed 24 minutes to go 27 and 13 with two blocks. Big numbers. 15 attempts from the line. Unfortunately, just 16, 67%. That's, yeah, that's pretty bad. With 
Um, Russell and Edwards out. McLaughlin had 11, 3, and 6 with two steals in 20 minutes. Great stream guy when the opportunity arises. Malik Beasley, great stream guy. 19 points with five threes in 28 minutes. But of course, when Edwards and Russell play, he's worthless. Pat Beverly had six points, but 10 rebounds and seven assists. Shot poorly, but good numbers. I don't think we need to hold on to Jared Vanderbilt Bar, as I said earlier. Four points in 19 minutes is bad. Seven rebounds is solid enough, but you can do much better, I think. With, I think he's I think he's injured. I think there's something really wrong here, and I think he needs to be dropped. Well, Jaden McDaniels isn't a 12-team league guy either, I don't believe. Eight points with two blocks on 22%. Look, it's totally okay, but it's just not something that you have to absolutely just be holding on to consistently. The next game, the Utah Jazz go down to the Dallas Mavericks, 103-111. Rudy Gobert was questionable heading into this game with a calf problem. 12, 13, and three blocks is all right, but the six of six in the line is great. While Boyan Bogdanovich, you want to talk about a bloke absolutely on fire, 21 points on 64% with four assists. And someone, because uh, I talked about Bogdanovich in yesterday's show, someone said, well, Josh, you've know, you got, got to be fair to the bloke because he had the fractured finger and now that the brace is off, he's shooting well. Me talking about him being wildly inconsistent and shooting poorly and doing nothing apart from scoring was nothing to do with his finger. Historically, that is who Boyan Bogdanovich is. He has hot streaks, he shoots well, he offers no rebounds, assists, steals, or blocks. And he's up and down. At the moment, he's as up as it gets. He's going to have a stretch where he shoots 40% or 38% and does nothing apart from score. This will happen with him, irrespective of broken or not broken fingers. We saw... Remember that report a week ago? Mike Conley, we're going to bump his minutes up. We're going to play him back-to-backs. Well, he had three points in 26 minutes on 14%. And ever since that report's come out, he's been bad. I don't really know that that correlates, but time-wise, it... It lines up, but I don't think they mean the same thing. They correlate. They're not no causation. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, yeah, we have to hold him, but Jesus Christ, that is bad. Well, Don Mitchell was on the buy low show. The buy low window's open. 26% shooting. I don't know why he can't hit free throws anymore. 71% from the line. 17-4-9 is fine. Counting stats, just nothing went in. He looks like he's in need of a rest. Jordan Clarkson played 30 minutes, had 19 points. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. But in Clarkson style, he had three boards and zero assists. That's what he does. He scores and he doesn't do anything else. On to the Mavs. Doncic was back. He played 38. He had 35, 16, and 7. Three steals and a block. And he has been fantastic. He's up to number 12 on the year for category leagues. He had 74 fantasy points. At the start of the year, he was out of shape and playing poorly. And he's great now. He is leading this team. And, you know, I was very, very critical of this Mavericks team for hiring Jason Kidd. I thought he coached really badly to start the year. They're, they're playing well, and I think Kidd's actually coaching pretty well. I won't say he's a good coach. I think he's firmly in the, like, 15 to 20 zone in terms of NBA coaches, which is fine. But he has improved significantly from since the start of the season. He's coaching well at the moment. It does sort of coincide with Luka Doncic being less fat. Is that Kidd or not? I don't know. But regardless, it's working. And he's doing a really, really good job. Spencer Dinwiddie played 40 minutes without Brunson. 23 points. Now, Dinwiddie's problem is illustrated in this game. The 23 points, you look at it and you go, bloody hell, that is good. Right? And you go, unbelievable, unbelievable stuff from Spencer. Three rebounds, two assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. He hit five threes, and he has upped his three-point rate a bit this year, but he hit them at 57%. Right? When Brunson's back... His lack of counting stats, his poor rebounds, his no steals, he sometimes iffy free throws and three-pointers, do they do hold him back. But for now, he's rolling. 
Finney Smith was also great. Should be on the 12-team roster, I think. 21 points, four triples. Um, and then after that, there's not much. Reggie Bullock had five points. Not must roster. But Muxy Kleber showed something interesting in his return. Now, unfortunately, he shot 27% and missed both of his free throws, so that's a fart. But two threes, a steal, two blocks. That's what Muxy Kleber can bring. His return, of course, cut Dwight Powell back to just 21 minutes. Powell, actually had 13 and four on pretty weirdly high usage. But we don't need to look at him outside of, say, 16-team leagues. Maybe he just sniffs into a 12-team format. Maybe. Let's go to the next game. The Oh, that's the wrong button. Let's hit that again. Now I'm all over the place. Let's hit the right button now. All right. Production problems. I'm going to blame my producer, who, of course, is me. Um, the Lakers and the Spurs. San Antonio 117. Lakers 110. No LeBron. So, Carmelo Anthony was pretty good. 17-7. and seven. He's a 12-team league player. Talon Horton's Tucker, Holt, Talon Horton Tucker stepped up without LeBron. 18-4 and four with a triple one. Now, he'd been out of, out of the 12-team realm before this. I don't think we need to add. But if LeBron remains out, then we do. Malik Monk's a 12-teamer, 17-5-4. He took 22 shots, which hurts his field goals, 36%. But three steals, good numbers. They did start Dwight Howard at center. He only played 18 minutes. So basically... Even without LeBron, they went without a center, and they didn't even try winning Gabriel. Probably should have. Howard had 9 and 6 in 18 minutes. Austin Reeves playing all right, 13 and 6 in 27, but not really a fantasy option. Well, Westbrook, oh my God, 17, 10, and 6. Even without LeBron, he couldn't really step it up, and then just decided to just absolutely defecate on your percentages again. 36% from the field. And 54 from the line on 13 attempts. Russell Westbrook, over the last two weeks, is ranked 263rd in category leagues because of so many gigantic negatives. In a points league, the value is significantly higher, but he is just bad at this point. I don't think you can drop him because, again, if you've had him all year, you've banked on this. You know that your percentages are going to be cooked. But if you are in a matchup where it is going to come down to being very close in percentages and Westbrook's one of your players, you might need to jack him. He might need to go because he's going to hurt a lot. And we saw that here. Hopefully, LeBron's not too serious. He might be back next game. For the Spurs, there was no Devin Vassell. There was no Lonnie Walker. I thought they would start Josh Primo, but no, they dusted off Josh Richardson, who'd basically been out of the rotation. He played 30 minutes, had 18 points with four threes. I wouldn't get excited about it, but it was good. I just don't think the role's going to be there regularly. 25 for Pirtle, 18 and 8, while DeJounte Murray played 38 minutes. He was uh, questionable heading into this game. 26, 10, and 8, three steals and a block, a gigantic performance from uh, DeJounte, who's now the 10th ranked player this season, amazingly. Keldon Johnson, it's back to bad, Keldon. 13 and 6, no defensive stats. Whenever he gets a defensive stat, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just I'm gonna pop one, I reckon, when he gets one, because they just don't come often enough. Giggity, that's what she said. 39% shooting from the field, 67 from the line. Hurt your percentages, hurt your defensive stats. Piss poor counters, really. I think you hold him, but this is bad, Keldon. Primo was all right, but nothing great. Six points. In fact, he wasn't great. He was subpar. Six points in 24 minutes. While Dougie McDirt had 11 points. And the Spurs get away with it. Interesting to see Trey Jones' minutes push up. Only seven points, but four assists, three steals, and two blocks. He's been getting some more playing time lately, Jonesy. It's okay to watch. It's good to see that him getting those numbers. And I think he's an interesting longer-term prospect. But nothing that we need to really do too much about at this point for fantasy. The next game, the Golden State Warriors, or whatever, the, whatever half of the Warriors, whatever you call that, half half a legion, 
They lose to the Nuggets, 131-124. The Warriors started Jordan Poole at point guard. They started Moses Moody. When you look at Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Damian Lee, Juan Toscano-Anderson, and Kevon Looney. Let's start with Poole, who was great. 32 points, 8, 3, 7 assists. Great. Let's also talk about Moody, who is on a real hot streak. I like Moody very, very much long-term. I, before the draft, liked him more than Kaminga. I know that was a minority opinion. Uh, I probably have... They've probably come a lot closer for me. But I think Moody can be a very strong. Bradley Beal is too high of an upside. But a Bradley Beal light sort of a player, I think he can become in the future. 30 points with five threes for him. Um, took 23 shots. I was impressed. Kaminga, 29 minutes, 16 and 4. He wanted a little bit more than that. And I think his value is obviously going to drop when Draymond returns. He's just a, a fringy sort of player for now. Well, Toscano Anderson did nothing. Damian Lee did nothing either. Kevon Looney, 13-11-4. Continues to play really strong basketball. Really helpful. I, I don't think they're going to cut much of his playing time for Wiseman. Maybe just to preserve him somewhat. But they need something going on. They're losing some games at the moment, the Warriors. I think they've what, won two out of their last 11. They are struggling. But this was obviously just a half-assed team and a half-assed effort. But... Actually, it's not true. Not a half-assed effort. A half-assed organizational effort. The guys on the court put everything in, and they came really close. For the Nuggets, on a back-to-back, Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic had 32, 15, and 13. 71% shooting. That's all good until you see that he shot 57% from the line on 14 attempts, which is very hurtful. Wounds me deeply. Will Barton was out. Multiple people yesterday, my headline for the show yesterday was Nikola Jokic is pretty good. And multiple people were pretty good? You fucking serious? Mate, he's much better than that. He's much better than pretty good. Oh, like, I, I, I know. Like, I'm well aware. Oh, how do you say he's pretty good? He's better, he's better than that. Like, all right. YouTube. Monty Morris, 18, 5, and 7 in 32 minutes. Without Will Barton, he steps up. And he doesn't get Monty Morris' boring voice. That's good. Davon Reed out of nowhere. 20 minutes, 17 points, 5 threes. Don't read into it. Well, Austin Rivers also played well. 15, 2, and 4 with 3 steals. This is just a weird game. Aaron Gordon went back to stinking. 8 points. While Boogie had 13 and 6. High usage. 13 minutes, though. I don't trust a bloke getting 13 minutes to be a 12-team league guy. I just don't. Stream him in if Jokic misses. Sure, no worries. The usage is great. The triple one is great. You know, 42% usage is insane. I don't think we need to worry about him for 12s. Look like Jermichael Green might have hurt his knee, so watch that. But... Zeke Naji, who was playing 20-plus minutes before he got hurt, out of the rotation. Interesting, Doctor. Interesting from... Uh, my, I wonder if uh, Michael Malone looked into his eyes and thought, despite the doctors clearing him, he just could see he wasn't right. Mm. Good callback there for those of you who remember that. Jeffy Green had 18-5 and five in 32 minutes, and we do absolutely nothing with Jeff Green for fantasy. Absolutely nothing. So let's go on to the last game. The New York Knicks... They spanked the Kings, 131-115. The double royal, Julius Randle. Well, before today, Randle was the 209th ranked player over the last two weeks. He just casually dropped 46-10 and 10 with eight triples of steel and a block. Only got to the line twice, but took 31 shot attempts. Hit 58 of them. He was amazing. So was Emmanuel quickly. Just start this bloke. 31 minutes, 27, 6, and 4, 3, threes. I think quickly has got to be a 12-team league player. Rowan Barrett was also really good and good with percentages. Of course, 
no defensive stats, but 29, 8, and 6 is really good. Alec Burks was bad in shooting the ball. 5, 5, and 4 with a triple 1. Like, if you go 10, 5, and 4 with a triple 1, that looks good. And that's just, you know, basic shooting. I think he is still a hold. If I had Burks, would I switch him for quickly? Yeah, probably would. Fournier had 15 points, but not much more. I don't think he's a 12-team league hold. I think he can drop him. Well, Mitchie Robinson, he absolutely did not take it from here. He played two minutes and then had to leave because he was ill. I don't know why he was ill after just two minutes, but that's what happened. Jericho Sims played 11 minutes, had some fouls. So Taj Gibson started the second half, had three blocks, and played 26 minutes. I wouldn't react and go and add Taj based on this, but he played well. He helped them out. Cam Reddish suffered a pretty hard knock uh, on the shoulder, went to the locker room, never returned. They didn't need him to return, but he's not really impacting fantasy leagues anyway. For the Kings, lucky they made the trade to send off their second-year player who was in their rookie contract so they could try and make a push for the play-in and get a two-time All-Star back because they continue to be embarrassingly bad. Sabonis, the numbers are fine. 37 minutes, he got ejected. 19, 13, and 5, no defensive stats. 46% from the field. Like, he can put up fantasy numbers, but as I said at the time of the trade, I just don't think he's that guy that makes your team improve. Amazing to me that Sabonis, who's 25, this is his fourth team. He was drafted by the Magic, traded to the Thunder before playing for the Magic, traded to the Pacers, now to the Kings. And that does not saying whether he's bad or good or anything like that. It's just weird to me that he's on his fourth team. Um, again, terrible move from the Kings, that trade was, and nothing that's happened since has made me think it was a good deal. Darren Fox had 24 points. Sure, cool. Six rebounds, seven assists. Ah, good counting stats, my guy. Well done. Unfortunately, he shot just 38% from the line and was 56 overall. Now, his shooting numbers are way up. I don't know. He's just one of those players who's really on my shit list at the moment. That's just really annoying me with the way he's playing. And I know he's playing a lot better than before, but it's more like the yeah, the petulance of playing with Halliburton and now that he's gone, now I'm going to try. That's, that's how it comes across. I don't know whether that's true. That is how it comes across. The Big Ragu again stood out. Not enough to be a must roster, but getting there. 27 minutes, 13 points, three threes and four assists for DiVincenzo. While Davion Mitchell played 29, that's too many, 10 points. Justin Holiday had seven points on 23% in 28 minutes. Probably too much. And they are clearly not 12-team league guys. Trey Lyles keeps wasting our time. Six points in 17 minutes. Remember that one game he had that was good? Yeah, he's not good. He uh, struggled and didn't do much. While uh, Rashawn Holmes was out for personal reasons. The Rashawn Holmes-Sacramento Kings relationship... After what Holmes did for this team, the way he's been handled on this squad is pretty pretty putrid, I think, and there is no way he suits up for this team next year. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Good night, 23 points. Nothing else, but 23 points on really good efficiency numbers, but they continue to be a... And I feel really, really sorry for Kings fans, but this franchise continues to be... Um, absolutely and 100% embarrassing. The lines of the night, the monstrous does go to Luka Doncic. Your waiver wire line of the night is Nazareth Reed. The young gun is Emmanuel Quickly, and your dud of the night is the thin hogsman, Tobias Harris. Top 10 players in category leagues today. Number one was Doncic, followed by Randall, Embiid, DeJounte, Poole, Jokic, Quickly, Hero, Barrett, and Cunningham. Your top 10 rostered in under 50%. You go with Reed. Nothing to see there. Quickly, absolutely add him. 
Actually, Reed quickly should be ahead of Reed there. Sorry, miss, missed that order. Bagley, worth an ad. Josh Christopher is a watch. Brandon Williams is maybe a stream if Simons misses more time. Davon Reed, no. Derek Jones, no. Moses Moody, no. Again, really extraordinary circumstances to get that production. KJ Martin, absolutely watching that. And Austin Rivers, no. And then your top 10 players in points leagues today. Number one was um, Luca. Oh, sorry, it wasn't. It was Joel Embiid. Then Doncic, Jokic, Randall, Murray, Cunningham, Towns, Brandon Williams, DeMar DeRozan and Jordan Poole. And that will do it for today's show. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, why don't you thumb it up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.